Have you ever dreamed of being able to make more money, live a better life, and have the financial freedom that's rightfully yours? Well now is your chance. With an engaging perspective and tone, your host Ryan Dement will guide you through your journey to financial freedom one step at a time. Let's get to it. Here is your host Ryan Dement. Hey guys, Ryan Dement, True Podcast. I hope you're having a great day. Episode number two for the week. Let's talk managing money. And if you're struggling with your budget, I know I've struggled with it. I've had a pretty long battle with budgeting, staying in line with what I can spend on a monthly basis. That is the whole reason why I wanted to get myself out of debt. Well, that journey is long and I don't know if I can share that whole journey with you today, but I'm going to share with you some of the tips that I went through. Um, if you guys do not know, I actually am a certified financial coach through Dave Ramsey. I do agree with his, his coaching. Um, I think some other things that he does are a little different, but that's here nor there. This is all about getting you guys to be able to manage your money effectively. I know it can be overwhelming at times, especially in this crazy world that we're in right now with inflation, what we have going on in Europe, um, and a barrel of oil just hit $104 a day today. So that means uh, $4 and some change for uh, a gallon of gas nationwide. For you lucky folks that are living in California, I'm sorry that you guys are hitting $6 a, ba- uh, $6 a gallon. That really sucks. Um It's pretty crappy, to be honest with you. I I don't know what else to say. It's just, it's horrible. But managing money is critical. It's It's probably the biggest source of stress we have in our lives. It can be hard to keep track of expenses and budget properly, especially when you're struggling to make ends meet. But managing your money is essential. essential if you want to get out of debt and improve your financial situation. I'm going to share some tips with you so you can see exactly or hear exactly, see, because I'm doing video also. Hello, cha-ching, da-da-da-da-dee. Some tips that'll help you, even though you're feeling against, you know, you're feeling like you're swimming against the, the current, there is hope and there's ways to change things. Why managing money is critical is for the simple fact of you're living to make ends meet and it's time to do better with your money that you're making. And the number one problem that I come up against all the time is poor money management, period. It leads to huge financial stress. Uh, There's more problems down the road than we want to handle. And... The other thing that is critical in all this is if you don't put a budget together, proper budgeting and expense tracking, you'll never get yourself back on track. How do you know how much you make on a monthly basis and how much do you know that you goes out on a monthly basis? I can tell you this. I know I don't balance a checkbook and I know there's not many people that do, but I do run a budget and I know exactly what I comes in and what exactly goes out. And I know what I'm going to have left over. But 
if you don't know that and you're just spinning up against what you think you have, you're in some deep poo-poo. And it's not, it's not fun. And you need to get out of it. And I'm here to help you. What to do if you're struggling with your money management? You're finding it difficult to manage your money effectively? Don't despair. There are plenty of things that you can do to get back on track. Here are a few tips. Make a budget and stick to it. Zing, zing, zing. Stick to it. You need to know what's coming in and what's going out of your bank account. If you don't know, you're in trouble. Use a budgeting app or a spreadsheet to help track your spending on a monthly basis. Cut back on unnecessary expenses. Do you really need to have cable? Do you need to have those expensive uh, restaurant dinners? Try cooking at home. Try not going out. When you go to work, make a lunch. The old adage, start a side hustle. Take on a part-time job. Sell unwanted items online. Do something to generate some extra cash. You can't just keep on praying that it's going to happen. The other thing is, if you're, you're totally overwhelmed, get help from a financial coach or credit counselor. Getting help is, is hard to do, I know. I did it finally and did it through Dave Ramsey. They treated me very well, and that's why I'm, I'm a financial coach with them, because I want to treat people the same way they treated me, and I want to continue to give back. And it's a pretty straightforward program. It really teaches you to have a better relationship with money. And you need to figure out you're not alone, one. Two, you're not strange because you're having these problems. And three, there's plenty of people here to help you. So guess what? You can do it. You just have to ask for help. And I know help is a four-letter word. But if you don't do it, how are you going to get better? How are you going to be able to have that money in the bank account and not have to worry about it and stress on a on a day day by day basis or monthly, however you do it? I don't know. Me, I was stressing daily. I was living uh, hand to mouth pretty much. And that's that's my journey as an entrepreneur too. There's times where I live hand to mouth because I tighten my belt because I know the money is going to be slim on things that we're doing. But that's just life. I, I've planned for it. So that's just, that's part of my journey. Help managing your money. It's, it comes in a lot of different forms. Financial advisors, credit counselors, financial coach, the one that I'm most familiar with, the one that I understand because I've been down that road is a financial coach. The financial coach may be there, be the right step for you. They're going to help you get organized, develop a plan to help you better manage your finances. They can help you stay on track, make changes to your budget as needed. Some benefits with a financial coach. And guys, I'm not trying to sell this. I'm just telling you from my own personal experience. You do what you do what you want to do with that information, but I'm here to answer questions or if you need help, I can help.
benefits of a financial coach. They will develop, help you develop. They're not going to do the work. Remember this. This is you doing it. They're going to be your biggest supporter and your biggest fan. They're going to be realistic with a budget that fits your lifestyle. They're going to understand your spending habits and where you can curtail and be able to get better. They're going to teach you and help you save money and create a savings plan that works specifically for you. They're going to assist you in reducing your debt load so you can be debt-free. And if you want to save money for a house or whatever you're trying to do, they're there for you. But the thing that you have to understand is no matter what, you have to do the work. They're going to guide you. They're going to support you. You're the hero of your own story. They're just the guide. They are going to be the one that that is going to guide you. And then you make decisions. And then you guys discuss it and you figure out where to go. It's that simple. It's a great relationship. If you find a great financial coach, stick with them. It helps. They're also kind of like a uh, a psychologist, if you want to call it that, because they get in your head and they understand where you're at. They're listening to you. They're understanding where you're where you're wanting to go, and they're going to tailor their approach to your needs. So, rela- your relationship with money is psychological. It's it's all mental. It's in your head. It's all in, it's in all of our heads. And if you don't actually mirror that up or marry that up for yourself, you can never get yourself ahead and, and really start managing your money properly. And you'll always be behind and you'll never get what you want to get in life or achieve or accomplish. However you want to look at that. One of the biggest things that I stress guys Biggest thing I stress, establishing an emergency fund, having that individual separate savings account that has at least $1,000 in it. It's a Dave Ramsey thing. I agree with it. If you want to start with 500 because that's what you can do, and then you can work your way up to 1000 do it. But you've got to get off relying on your credit cards and using them in a case of emergency, like a car repair or medical bill. It's important to have this money in place so you don't rely on your credit cards in emergency situations because you're just going to spiral out of control and you're trying to really push yourself and improve your relationship with money. And the only way to do that is to cut the tie with the credit cards. Having that separate savings account, it could be a separate checking account, whatever you want to do. It just needs to be separate. You need to have that physical wall. Think of um, your backyard and you have a fence up. Your fence tells you where your neighbor's backyard ends and yours starts. And you know that's your area. Well, guess what? That's the same thing you got to do with your, your separate savings or checking account. Because you need to keep it separate. It needs to be its own entity and it needs to know that it stands on its own two feet, three feet, four feet, whatever you want to say. I haven't had enough coffee today. There's the problem. 
But if you do not set up a separate savings account, you're going to cause yourself heartburn and headache because now you're going to see that extra money in your checking account and you're just going to spend it and it'll be gone. And then if you have an emergency, you're right back to your credit cards and it just doesn't work. Your separate savings account can also be for specific goals, such as a down payment. Or if you're out of debt and you're looking to save up for a trip abroad or wherever you want to travel, God bless you, do it. It's your goals. Go do it. But the other thing that you got to get in a habit of is making regular contributions to your savings account. Your emergency fund account, however you want to call that. It's going to help you build up money over time. And as you get better at budgeting, you're going to be able to cut out unnecessary expenses to where you'll have additional money. And if that additional money is not needed for bills and you have your four walls covered, guess where it goes? It goes in your emergency fund and you start building up an emergency fund. And it grows and it grows and it grows and it grows. Pretty soon you've got three to six months worth of savings there that'll cover you just in case something happens. You've got three to six months of living wages that you know that your four walls will be taken care of, your bills will be taken care of, and you'll be able to you'll be able to do what you need to do. No stress. How about them apples? Most people can't even cover a $350 in expense right now. That's not good. We've got to change that tide, and it starts with you. You know, some I've heard a lot of different ways to uh, manage money, and there's, there's a bunch. There's the 50-30-20 rule. There's the snowball rule when it comes to paying off debt. Uh, there's the avalanche rule when it comes to paying off debt. Um, but none of these things actually work unless you have a solid budget in place. If you don't understand the pluses and minuses of your budget, it doesn't work. In the show notes, I'll have a basic Excel spreadsheet that I used. I'll share it for free. No problem. Use it, whatever you want to do. It's up to you. But there should be no reason why you can't put a budget together to understand what comes in and out of your bank account on a monthly basis. You find yourself struggling. That's even more reason to work with a financial coach or a credit counselor. You got to start setting some smart goals. And we'll discuss that a little bit later. If you're having a hard time budgeting still, before you, you're you nervous about working with a financial coach or you think you can't afford him or her, uh, there's budgeting apps that you can go to online that you can use. You go do the research. I'm not endorsing any of them. But you've got to do something. Otherwise, you're never going to change the tide and you'll continue to have the same problems over and over again. We're back to the definition of insanity. Always pro tip. Pro tip, pro tip. Always make sure you, your four walls are taken care of. Roof over your head, food on the table, clothes on your back, transportation to work. Those are your four walls. Those things need to be taken care of. 
if you don't have those taken care of, you're not going to get out of this. It's going to be stressful. So that's first thing. The first thing you really got to look at is how much does it cost to live on a monthly basis? Your four walls. If you are a type A personality, you're the type of person that likes to invest time in yourself or you like to read, there's plenty of financial classes out there. There's plenty of personal finance books out there to learn more about money, how to manage it. One of the best things you can do for yourself is to educate yourself. If you're not ready to work with a financial coach, educate yourself. Go out and read. If you have an Amazon Prime account, there's a lot of books that are free through Amazon Prime. You don't have to pay. Zero. You're paying it already, your annual or your monthly. So why not get the benefit of having a uh, free book? I think you can get like eight or 10 at a time. I'm not sure. I, I, I've got them, but I just don't know how many you can have at a time. It's not two or three for sure, because I've got more than that out right now. I touched on it a few seconds ago, a few minutes ago, how to set effective goals. When it comes to budgeting, we all know that you need to have smart goals that are specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. So being specific, your goal should be a specific enough should be specific enough that you can easily measure your progress. For example, to save more money is not a specific goal, whereas save $100 in the month is. It needs to be measurable. You should be able to track how close you are to reaching your goal. This way you can stay motivated and make any necessary adjustments along the way. Attainable. Make sure your goal is something you can actually achieve. Excuse me, achieve. Don't set yourself up for disappointment by trying to save $1,000 a month when you only make $500 in the week. Make it realistic. Put your goals on paper. Put it on a whiteboard. Put it on your phone. Something where you can see it on a daily basis and you can look at it and know exactly what you're trying to do. Relevant. Your goal should be relevant to your overall financial plan and lifestyle. Tie it all in to the things that you want to do. Lastly, time bound. Give yourself a specific time frame to achieve your goal so it'll help you stay on track. Put some smaller goals in there, some shorter um, attainable goals that are in that process so you're starting to measure your wins and celebrate those wins. Because if you're not celebrating, how are you ever going to actually truly enjoy the journey. It's going to be tough because you're going to cut a lot out of your budget. But if you celebrate the little wins, you'll keep going and you'll stay motivated. Lastly, guys, I wanted to touch on, uh, not that I'm not a big fan. I don't know enough about it. I've done my research. I'm educated. It makes sense. I wanted to discuss the 50-30-20 budget rule, which basically allocates 50% of your income towards needs, 30% towards wants, and 20% towards savings. Very broad. Needs, 
four walls wants, that's going to be all the additional spending. So that's going to be credit card debt more than likely because most people are not going to be paying on their debit card, which I'm not a big fan of. And 20% towards savings, got it. Once you're out of debt, do it. But that that the 50-30-20 the, the budget rule, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just too broad. It's too 30,000 foot view, especially if you're trying to get out of debt and you're trying to get a budget that's in place that will make uh, dollars and cents to you so you can actually see it down to the the 100 foot or 10 foot level, not the 30,000 foot. Because realistically, the, the 50, 30, 20 budget rule is really for 30,000 foot view. It doesn't sit there and talk about 30% towards wants. It doesn't talk about eliminating debt. It just says, okay, you get to spend 30% of your, your uh, take-home money on whatever you want. So that's too generic for me. And the other thing about it that I don't particularly like is it doesn't allow you to have a lot of, excuse me, flexibility with what you're doing on a daily basis. It's, it actually really kind of puts you into a pickle when it comes to staying in the 50, 30, 20 zone period, end of story. There's no moving back and forth on it. So if you overspend one month, you're not going to take some of the 50% and move it in towards the wants to pay that off. It just doesn't balance out. So there needs to be a little bit more flexibility in that, um, that formula. Doesn't hurt to go check it out, guys. I'm not saying not to educate yourself, understand what you are looking at. Maybe it works for you. I don't know. It doesn't work for me, but it doesn't mean um, poo-pooing. Excuse me, poo-pooing it. Say that three times fast. Poo-poo, 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 poo-pooing it, poo-pooing it. So, um, yeah, that's me a little crazy. Not enough coffee. Guys, that's it for this episode, Managing Money. Stay safe, stay healthy. Have a conversation with others, even though you disagree. It is okay to disagree. Don't cancel each other out. Just disagree and move on. It's not the end of the world. I'll see you guys on the other side. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Have a good one.